0: Let us pray. But now in Jesus Christ you who once were far off are made near in the blood of Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 13. Dear Lord, thank you for not casting me aside because of my failures and shortcomings. Although there are times when I actively disobey you, you never cease to show me grace. I should have been abandoned but you adopted me and called me your own. I should have been forgotten, but you always remember me. You brought me near to you through your sacrifice. God, you say that you'll never leave me, ever forsake me, and nothing separates me from your love. All I can say is thank you, and that I will love you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for praying with me today. Now discover the profound intricacies of Scripture through Pray.com's podcast, The Heartbeat of Faith with Dr. Andrew Farley. Stay tuned after this quick word from our sponsors. America's federal debt just reached $33 trillion, and many economists predict the weight of this crippling debt load will soon topple the whole financial system. Concerned Americans are diversifying their assets into physical gold with the help of Birch Gold Group. If you want a physical asset held in a tax-sheltered retirement account, you should call Birch Gold, too. But learn for yourself. Text the word HEARTBEAT to 989898, and they'll send you a free info kit on gold. If you have an IRA or a 401k from a previous employer just gathering dust, Birch Gold can help you convert it into an IRA in gold, and you don't have to pay a penny out of pocket. Text HEARTBEAT to the number 989898 to claim your free info kit on gold. There's no cost or obligation, so do it now. Text HEARTBEAT to 989898.
1: Become a part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry with an education from Trinity School of Natural Health. And here's the best part you can earn the certification in less than a year. From herbology to naturopathy and health coaching, Trinity allows you to make a meaningful difference by helping others live healthier, happier lives. Don't wait any longer to pursue your passion for natural health. Enroll today at TrinitySchool.org. That's TrinitySchool.org.
2: When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning.
3: Every generation after Cain sought to gain an advantage over God. Unwilling to yield their pride, they warred against him by contending to be gods themselves. They
4: said, come, let's build ourselves a city and a tower whose top reaches to the sky. And let's make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad on the surface of the whole earth. Genesis 11.4
3: God is not against human progress. He desires to see humanity flourish. However, he knows that any endeavor fueled by fleshly pride will eventually end in disaster one way or another. Hello, I'm Dr. Andrew Farley with today's episode of the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. Today marks the beginning of war. We'll wrestle through biblical conflict, war, and turmoil by revisiting some of the more violent biblical stories. At the end of this mini-series, I hope we understand even more about God, ourselves, and each other in the midst of conflict. Remember, peace is not the absence of conflict. It's the presence of God's love and justice in the midst of it. Today, let's talk about humanity's war with God. Humanity has been at war with God since the fall. Cain and Abel were the first generation to grow up east of Eden. And they started a fight with God by shedding innocent blood.
4: Jealousy gripped Cain's heart. Contempt towards God boiled up inside him. This is mankind's first rumblings of true hatred. Cain's face gave away his true feelings. God noticed this and asked, "'Why are you so angry?' Knowing full well what the issue was. "'If you do well, will you not be accepted?' God asked. "'If you don't do well, you give more room for hatred and sin to rule in your heart. Do not let hate rule over you. You can overcome it.' But Cain didn't listen. His anger had already won him over.' there would be no stopping the sin he was about to commit. Cain lured his brother into the fields. Then, at that moment, all the hatred, jealousy and contempt of Cain unleashed onto his brother. Blow after blow, Cain unleashed his wrath and spited God by murdering his brother. His hands stained red, dripping with the blood of his brother.
3: Make no mistake, Cain's act of violence against Abel was, first and foremost, a declaration of war against God. Cain was filled with spite against God because he had blessed Abel over him. Cain's pride and jealousy erupted against his maker. Unfortunately, it was Abel who ended up dead because of it. Every generation after Cain sought to gain an advantage over God. Unwilling to yield their pride, they warred against him by contending to be gods themselves. The people of Babel desired to make a name for themselves and be lifted above God. Essentially, they tried to build another Eden for themselves through the Tower of Babel. But it was a futile attempt at reclaiming Eden. And they were poisoned by corruption and greed.
4: The whole earth was of one language and of one speech. As they traveled east, they found a plain in the land of Shinar, and they lived there. They said to one another, Come, let's make bricks and burn them thoroughly. They had brick for stone, and they used tar for mortar. They said, Come, let's build ourselves a city and a tower whose top reaches to the sky. And let's make a name for ourselves, lest we be scattered abroad on the surface of the whole earth." Yahweh came down to see the city and the tower which the children of men built. Yahweh said, Behold, they are one people, and they all have one language, and this is what they begin to do. Now nothing will be withheld from them which they intend to do. Come, let's go down and there confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So Yahweh scattered them abroad from there on the surface of all the earth. They stopped building the city, therefore its name was called Babel, because there Yahweh confused the language of all the earth. From there, Yahweh scattered them abroad on the surface of all the earth. Genesis 11 1 9.
3: God is not against human progress. He desires to see humanity flourish. However, he knows that any endeavor fueled by pride will eventually end in disaster, one way or another. This is the ongoing struggle between humanity and God. We think we know what's good for us, but only God truly knows how to make us flourish and bring the best out of humanity. We were designed to bear his image after all. The wrestling match humans have with God was personified through Jacob's fight with an angel of the Lord when the two engaged in one-on-one combat for dominance.
4: That same night, Jacob arose with his wives and eleven children and sent them across the stream of Jabbok. He sent them away to be safe with everything else he had in his possession. Jacob was left alone, until a man sprang up from behind him. Struggling in the mud and gravel, Jacob wrestled with this man in the dead of night. Sweat and blood dripping from his body, Jacob fought for his life under the weight of this unknown stranger. The night drew on and the sun was beginning to rear its head between the hills. Jacob, while endeavoring with this man, became increasingly more aware of his divine nature. His wrestling match was not an assault, but an invitation. This is God's camp, echoed in his memory. Jacob, the once timid tent-dweller, found himself grappling on the ground with God himself. Dawn peeked through the trees... The man saw that he would not prevail against Jacob. He touched his hip socket and jammed his hip out of its joint. Ah! Jacob screamed and released his legs from around the man. Yet he clung to him with his arms, refusing to let go. Let me go, for the day is broken, the man said. Jacob, who had spent his entire life making his own luck, was face to face with the end of himself. He had deceived his brother into selling his birthright, he had tricked his father into blessing him, and he had swindled Laban into making him richer. Yet now Jacob was faced with God himself and had no means to trick his way into victory. Jacob's eyes closed tightly, and he flexed his arms firmly to the legs of this man and said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. A slight smile came across the man's face. What is your name, he asked. Jacob, he shouted in pain. You shall no longer be called Jacob, he said, but Israel, for you have wrestled with God and with men and prevailed.
3: Every blessing Jacob received up until that point had been won through deception. He wanted God's blessing, but always tried to seize it in his own way. However, with a broken hip and his face in the dirt, there was no tricking his way into a blessing this time. Jacob's only option was to cling to God. He realized he had lost. It was only in that humble place that he could recognize his destiny. God renamed him Israel, meaning he who wrestles with God. The name is nuanced in its meaning. Not only does it mean he who wrestles with God, but it also means God prevails and he who prevails with God. The meaning of the name is multi-layered and beautiful. If we as believers were to attempt to succinctly summarize the depth of the name Israel and apply it to our own situation, it would be something like this. We wrestled with God. We warred against Him and sought to seize blessings for ourselves through human effort. But God's way of grace ultimately prevailed, and that's to our benefit because God shares His own victory with us. This concept was beautifully expressed by the Apostle Paul when he talked about us being alienated from God, but then through Christ, being reconciled and made holy and blameless. In short, we get to share in Jesus' victory.
4: For all the fullness was pleased to dwell in him, and through him to reconcile all things to himself by him, whether things on the earth or things in the heavens, having made peace through the blood of his cross. You, being in past times alienated, and enemies in your mind, in your evil deeds, yet now he is reconciled in the body of his flesh through death, to present you holy and without defect, and blameless before him. If it is so that you continue in the faith, grounded and steadfast, and not moved away from the hope of the good news which you heard, which is being proclaimed in all creation under heaven, of which I, Paul, was made a servant. Colossians 1, 19-23
3: As expressed with striking clarity by the Apostle Paul, we were once estranged, enemies even, in our own thoughts and actions, but in Christ's sacrifice, we're not just reconciled, we're remade, brought into a realm of holiness, faultlessness, and unparalleled grace. Humanity once found itself at odds with God. We attempted time and again to grasp blessings and favor through sheer force of will and human endeavor. Yet in God's profound mercy, a bridge was constructed. This bridge, Jesus Christ, became the embodiment of God's inexhaustible grace. It was through his death that we found redemption from our alienation and through his resurrection that union with God became possible. The blood of His cross didn't just offer peace, it forged an unbreakable bond between us and our Creator. In choosing Jesus, we don't merely acknowledge our inability to conquer the vastness of God's might. We joyfully participate in His triumph over everything that once ensnared us. In Him, we aren't just victorious— we are eternally and profoundly united with Jesus forever. In the next episode, we'll turn our attention toward humanity's war with each other and how God's love can defuse that conflict. Thank you for listening to the Heartbeat of Faith podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave us a review and let us know how this series has impacted your life. Remember to download the Pray.com app and for more encouragement in God's grace, visit andrewfarley.org. That's andrewfarley.org.
2: Right Rug Flooring.